Birdiumbox.com here, and we're going to be checking out this video called I'm Broke as Hell, opening up about being $155,000 in student loan debt. So, let's actually check this out. Full screen. Dun, 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 dun. She's got a point. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? It's Marina. Welcome back to my channel. And today we're going to be delving in. This is actually the second time that I filmed this video. And the first one, I hated such a mess. Like, I wouldn't stop crying, you know. And the thing is, you know, just right off the bat, that's perfectly understandable because. Look, this is the reality to anyone that ends up listening to this. A lot of people are not comfortable talking about their finances or past financial choices because they're embarrassed. And that's perfectly understandable. The only thing is you can't hide away from it because the problem is just going to get worse and worse unless you do something about it. And like that's the reality of debt like debt is basically like a parasite that is going to eat away at your soul just you know this video is going to be about the fact that i'm an idiot i've been reluctant to film this for a really long time because i i don't want this channel to be about stuff like this like who wants to make videos about like how a decision they made when they were 18 will affect the next decade of their life you know just girly things it's not just girly things, it's just life things. A little backstory. I just graduated in May from Pennsylvania State University. Penn State is an awesome school. I had a great experience. I loved it. It would be easier to talk about this if I hated it, because then I'd be like, oh, wasn't worth it. And to an extent, it, it wasn't worth it, but... I would have to agree with her, just like right off the bat. I don't even know the full story, but being in $155,000 in debt, unless you are a doctor or a lawyer, that makes no sense. Also, that like breaks my heart to think that because I met some of like, the best friends I have. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. So in a way, I don't regret it, but also in a way, wow, that was so dumb. So originally, the plan was to major in forensic science, master's degree in forensic psychology, become a forensic psychologist, you know, work with murders and things like that. Like, that would have been fun, right? Hey, what's up, you guys? Psych! I got to school, realized that I suck at chemistry, really need chem- I think most of us suck at chemistry. Chemistry, if you're going to be a biology, forensic science, you know, apparently. Didn't think that through. Don't know why I thought it would be a good idea, especially because, um, can you see my knee that I'm not wearing? Like actual bottoms, like I'm. I mean, I'm wearing bottom. I'm just wearing pajama bottoms. This is especially embarrassing if you can't actually see my knee. Like I was saying, the plan was to go to school. It's very selective across the country. Like, there's not a lot of schools that have this major. I was like, well, if there's not a lot of schools that have this major, and you have to go to good forensic science school to get a job in forensic science after the fact, I might as well go to the best in the country. <laughs> That is such a bad sign. Look, this is the reality of 
college education. Don't be tricked by jobs that say that they require a specific degree because most jobs don't require a specific degree. I believe even a forensic scientist, you know, like, in you know, in terms of like, you know, trying to solve crimes necessarily isn't like a very, very specific degree. You might need something related to it or here's the thing, a lot of places just require a bachelor's degree, like a degree, not a specific one, but a degree. And typically the only things that like truly require a college education, like truly, is being a lawyer and being a doctor. Those are really the only two things, the two fields that truly require a full-on degree. Because you got to think about it too. There's a lot of certifications that you could potentially do. There's community college that you could go to, right, for an associate's, like, there's a lot of things to really think about and you can end up saving a lot of time and money. And the thing is, you know, her wording of like potentially going to like the best school in the country, right, for this degree means that she probably went out of state. And by going out of state, you're paying a disgusting amount more in tuition than you would have for a college in your own state. Here's the thing, we're like, she should be worried about those federal loans because uh, it's practically impossible to get rid of federal loans other than obviously paying it off. Yeah. I have eight that are private and those suck because they're 10 to 12% interest. And that's the thing, right? Like 10 to 12%, like this is the, this is the most disturbing thing about student loans is how high the interest rates are on them. Which is insane. If you ask literally anybody outside of the U.S., they would think that that's, that's not real. Like, they wouldn't believe you because that's just immoral for a government to, to be okay with private lenders charging you 10 to 12% interest. It's fine, I'm fine. 
and I've checked the minimum loan payments for two loans, two out of the eight. One is 500 and some change. Oh, Lord. Keep in mind, she had 16 loans, right? And only one of them is potentially $500. And the other is almost $200. I'm so scared to check the rest of them. That is a bad sign. You need to know all the numbers. You have to know the numbers. And again, for those that end up listening to this, like, I understand that debt might be scary and probably is scary. But the more you push it away in terms of you acknowledging the issue, you could end up turning like a $155,000 student loan issue into more like a half a million student loan issue within a couple years if you don't take it seriously. If you don't understand like, hey, wait a minute, this is pretty serious and I need to at the very least understand all the numbers. I at least need to know what my payments are actually going to be per month in total. And it's kind of just like one of those things where it's like if something's super overwhelming and every single time you think about it, you cry your eyes out and like every time someone brings it up and start freaking out, you do the only thing that you know will make you not cry, which is ignoring it. And that is not healthy at all, right? Again, for those that listen to this. So here's the thing, right? If you are having a massive amount of debt and you know you have a massive amount of debt and you're scared, right? You're scared, you're depressed, you're dealing with a lot of emotions, right? Regardless of where you are at in life. What you need to do is... Get a piece of paper or go to Walmart and get one of those like $1 cheap notebooks, right? And you just write into it, my debt. Like that's the very top thing that you put in you know, like big letters, my debt. And the reason why you want to do this, you have to detach yourself from being connected to it emotionally, Right? just so that you could really understand your current situation in a factual basis, right? Facts are your friends. So in this little notebook or this piece of paper, you are going to go down and write every single loan amount and payment requirement that you have to do. And the reason why you want to do this is, one, having a better understanding of your actual situation is actually going to make you feel a lot better. And the reason why you're going to feel a lot better is because now there's no uncertainty, right? Now there's like, oh no, what if? Oh no, how much could it actually be? Oh no, I don't know if I could deal with it. Oh no, right? You get into like a certain type of mindset by writing things down. And this is like actually with anything in life, but specifically we're talking about debt. You want to write it down to mentally detach yourself and view it in a very factual basis, right? So for example, if a friend 
or a family member were to ask you, Hey, I need help with something. Can you give me advice? But I don't know how much something is, right? What you do is you simply write it down for them. So you got to view it like that. You're writing it down not for yourself, but for your friend, for someone that you love, right? And that will end up allowing you to look at your current financial situation detached, right? And that's the main thing. I mean, eventually you are going to feel it emotionally, but because you break it down in a detached, factual manner, your emotion is not going to be brutal. Like the way you react to it is not going to be brutal, but it's still going to hurt, right? You're going to be like, wow, I'm in that much debt. That's the actual amount of debt that I actually have. How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to handle this? That's what's probably going to go through your mind. So just keep that in mind. We're trying to get you to detach yourself from it emotionally so that you can truly understand the realities of your situation. And that's very common. I've seen this in a lot of people, right? It's kind of like a situation where, like, you know you shouldn't be drinking that much. You shouldn't be, you know, drinking a full bottle of wine or a full bottle of beer or whatever at this club or whatever. And But you're in it with your friends. You're in it with people that you care about and you're just having the time of your life. You're enjoying your life and you don't want to think about anything negatively and so you just keep on drinking. And then, guess what happens? You end up driving because you're so drunk. And because you're driving while you're so drunk, you end up getting into a DUI. And that's a very real situation. And the reason why I'm using that as an example is because people have a very distorted view on debt. People view student loans a lot of times as free money, and it is not free money. There is always a cost 
for when someone gives you money. You just don't realize it. You don't realize the true cost of taking a loan. And people need to realize just how dangerous it can be to take out student loans, especially student loans to this to this amount, right? And also trying to justify it in a sense of like you're living the life, you're getting blinded by, you know, the beauty of the campus, the beauty of the classes, the people that you meet, the experiences. And it's sad. It's sad to see, right? Because a lot of people end up getting tricked into this weird this weird idea of what people should do for schooling. And the thing is, like this goes from like middle school, high school, right? Where every teacher, guidance counselors, principals are like, even sometimes your parents, or well, a lot of times your parents. It's like, you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer, you got to do this so you can make $100,000 a year. You got to get an education at a very nice school. You got to go to a good school. You got to go to one of the best schools, blah, blah, blah kind of stuff, right? Or you have some people who just say like, oh, I want to go to this one specific school because that school has a very pretty campus, right? And that's a very scary, scary line of thinking, but it's very common. And here's the thing, right? I understand her feeling in that situation and basically at this moment. And for anyone that had the same feeling as her or is about to feel the same way as her or has felt the same way as her, understand that it's perfectly normal to feel this type of way, to feel depressed, to feel embarrassed about your situation and what you've done. Because you did it to yourself. But the main thing to understand is that if you follow a simple to understand plan, it'd be a lot better for you. Because a lot of times people are afraid of the unknown. This is also why she's so afraid of the true amount of her debt, right? Like she's afraid of, oh crap, what could it be? Right, instead of just finding out what it actually is in terms of her total amount of student loan debt and all that kind of stuff in the payments. I knew, like, my freshman year. By the way, side note for those that, for the people that end up listening to this on the uh, podcast, which, by the way, you could just search this up at 40 Inbox on literally any podcast platform. And by the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 for those that are listening to this and not actually seeing like the video, she is constantly trying to fight back tears, right? And it's like she's like breathing sometimes pretty hard. She's sometimes like basically swallowing back her like, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. Not necessarily tears, swallowing back her tears, but basically like the moment before you break down emotionally. She's like swallowing that back, basically. So, 
Yeah. It's, it's a little bit hard to see. Now, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with her on those statements, but the reality is that she could have gone to community college. She could have gotten her associate's degree. She could have transferred to an in-state campus for very low tuition. She could have just finished the whole thing at community college and probably finished with under $15,000, $20,000 in total cost, Right? So this is the thing that I want people to really understand. There are many ways to get an education. And there's also many ways to get a job. There's also many ways to make money. So I wouldn't want to put blame on the country in total. But there are for sure companies that are corrupt that do very shady things that are either not honest or not really upfront with the potential consequences that some of these students will end up doing. For example, Navient and all that kind of stuff just recently are going to have to uh, face a lot of lot of issues because of their business practices in terms of student loans. And here's the thing, right? And again, she even says she doesn't really understand. The reason why other countries are able to provide a lot of education the way that they do is because they tax every single person a very high amount of taxes, right? And that's something to really keep in mind, right? That's not the way it is in America where every single person is taxed to a heavy extent. Only the wealthy, high-income earners get taxed a lot. Now, the billionaires are able to finagle their way around taxes or put their money into trust and all that kind of stuff, right? But there's still people who make $100,000 a year, $400,000 a year, $500,000 a year that pay a disgusting amount in taxes, but people below that don't pay as much. And it's something to really understand. A lot of people have a very big misunderstanding how taxes work in other countries and also the United States. Which, that's amazing. By the way, side note, there's also some states where their community college is completely free. Keep that in mind as well. Reason. I'm making this video because these are the types of videos I watch to try to get me through it every single day because it's, it's something that I've cried myself to sleep over. Um, 
multiple times a week. It's something that, you know, it, it's, it's such a, a feeling of hopelessness when you're just indebted to something. It's not like I don't have any money. It's I have negative money. And to come to terms with that at 22 years old and just, like, realizing that every penny that you make from now on is not your penny. It's not your money. Yeah, that's definitely probably a very hard feeling to deal with. And here's the thing, right? It's like... This type of situation, this story that she's saying, is not an uncommon story for those that are listening to this. This is not an uncommon thing. This is the reality of a lot of people in the United States. Kills, you know? It seems unfair, but at the end of the day, like, I signed the papers. I agreed to it. I thought that it was worth it at the time, but it's crazy because you go to the bank and get, like, a private loan on anything else. If you were to tell a bank, hey, I want this much money for anything else, like a business or whatever, and you didn't prove to them that you would be able to ever pay it off, they wouldn't give you that loan. So it, it blows my mind that... And this is the thing. I have to agree with her with this statement, right? It is so, so stupid for banks to be able to give students with no prior work history, no possible way of paying back the money and pre-approving them for hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt when they won't even do that for them if they were to try to create a business, if they were to try to buy a house, if they were to buy a car. It is stupid. And it's very dark when you think about it as well. Student loans are, are looked at. Which also, this is another thing that a lot of people don't understand and why student loan debt on like the mass scale of like everyone's student loan debt will never be forgiven in terms of like the masses, like everyone's, is because this is a very dark side of the government, but student loan debt is quite literally one of the United States government's assets, okay? Because it is a recurring revenue stream for the United States. That's something to keep in mind that a lot of people do not understand. That student loan debt is quite literally an income stream for the United States government and they will never forgive all of it. Ever. Because also think about it too. They're still giving it out. They're never going to stop it. Education because of the 
was very normalized. I remember freaking out about debt, about being in $100,000 of debt or more so um, before I even signed my first loan off, before I got to school, before I decided that I even wanted to go to college. And my whole family was like, debt is normal. Everyone has debt. Everyone has a mortgage. But you shouldn't have a mortgage when you don't have a house. You shouldn't have that much money on your head. And the only difference is that, is that after 30 years, you own that house. It's very frustrating. It's- That's so disturbing. And, like, this is the sad reality of a lot of households. And, honestly, it's it's depressing. It's depressing to see how common it is for a whole family to be just normalized debt, right? And this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to debt, right? They don't understand the risk. They don't understand the opportunity cost. And the big thing, and this is the biggest reason why we always push for people to get out of debt, is the freedom aspect. When you are in debt, you are not free. You are a slave to, if you have the federal student loans, you are a slave to the government. If you have the private student loans, you are a slave to those corporations, right? Because guess what? You're always going to have to worry about how am I going to pay that bill to that company, to that organization, to the government? How am I going to make enough money? What type of job can I do that will provide me enough money to make the payments, right? But if you don't have any debt, who cares what job you have, right? If you have no debt, you have the freedom to go choose whatever job you can get, what you want to get, because you don't have the responsibility, right? You're not chained to something. And this is the thing that I really want people to understand about debt. When you have debt, it affects your life very similar to where you are a chained slave to it, right? Because you don't have the freedom of options. You don't have the freedom of choice. You don't have the freedom to go do whatever you want to go do because, guess what, you got bills to pay. And it's just sad to see. And it scares me to see a lot of people with a lot of debt because if they don't take it seriously, if you don't take it seriously, the rest of your life is going to be living paycheck to paycheck or continuously increasing the amount of debt you have in terms of like basically you have such a negative net worth that you are quite literally worthless, which is sad to see sad to hear like think about it that a baby that just gets born into life is worth more than you financially think about how crazy that is that a baby a newborn that takes his first breath is worth more money than you Stop myself from crying because um, I really don't want to be that girl. Like, I don't want to be 
that person that's crying throughout a video, but I really wanted to make this video because I want someone, I know I'm talking like 20 miles per hour, but I wanted someone to watch this, like I've watched multiple debt videos and be like, you know what, there's hope, like I'm not going through this alone, like I'm one of a trillion that's experiencing this heartbreak, that's experiencing a country that's letting me down through a punishment of something I decided to do at 18 that I thought was normal. And I, I hear my own privilege when I speak about this, like how outrageous it is that I even get to talk about or complain about getting an education. Like I, I hear myself because I'm so lucky to, to be able to have even gone to school, you know? Like there was definitely a time where I thought that that wasn't in the cards for me. And I'm, I'm proud that I finished out school. I'm proud that I, that I made it through. Um, but God, it's hard. It's hard now. And it's decisions like these that make me second guess what purpose there is for, for this decision. I hope that in 10 years time, I'll be like, you know what? It all worked out exactly how it should have. And I don't know, I just, I really, I hope so, but I don't know. But if anything, I hope that this video cheers someone up about having at least a little bit less debt than me, or if you have more debt than me, then I hope you know you're not alone in that, so. Wow, this was such a bummer um, to film. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't really succeed in uh, not crying in this. And this is the thing. This is the sad reality of this, right? And here's the thing. Her situation is sad. But the thing that I really don't like her doing in this, now again, she's emotional, understandably, is that she keeps basically sliding the blame not really completely on herself and that worries me because if you don't take true accountability in terms of you getting like you doing the choices of getting into this debt which she does mention that she signed the papers she chose to do it but she still tries to put blame on the government she keeps trying to put the blame on this school she tries to keep putting the blame on like she's trying to like sway some of the blame on other people and other things and the reality is she had the choice to go to a community college she had the choice to go to a trade school she had the choice which I don't know if she even did this at all to go talk to a forensic criminal job person and be like, hey, what did it take for you to actually get this job? What can I do to get this job? I, I'm really interested in this job. Do you have any advice for me? Right? And they probably would have told her, like, you could have just gotten, like, any sort of bachelor's degree at any college and been able to do it. Right? Which is, for the majority of the cases, that way. 
right? Because again, really the only two jobs that truly require a degree are doctors and lawyers. Engineers, they typically, yes, they would prefer you to actually have a degree, but you still could have certifications. You still have a very good work history, all that sort of stuff, right? So it's just something to really understand. Like her not taking 100% accountability worries me that she is not going to do what it takes to actually get rid of this debt. Like that scares me. Because if she doesn't take accountability for it and actually goes and like does her best to get rid of this student loan debt, it's going to be brutal. This $155,000 in student loan debt will easily become like 300, will easily become 400, will easily become half a million dollars, maybe even more, right? So here's the thing, right? I respect what she did because it is hard to talk about student loan debt and to be this amount in student loan debt, right? It's very hard for someone to do this, and I respect her for that. But this video, for those that listen to this or stumble upon this, is a very good warning for those to be very aware of the potential consequences of getting into this amount of debt or going out of state for a campus that doesn't make any sense to go to, right? Like, you've really got to understand what it takes to get where you want to go, right? But yeah, let's see. Let's check out some of the comment sections because I thought I saw something uh, interesting in there. So this wasn't a very easy video for me to film and definitely not something I thought I'd ever upload. I hope my little rant ends up helping someone. And I guess her Instagram is Marina Soliman. So M-A-R-I-N-A-S-O-L-I-M-A-N. Interesting. Interesting. So... By the way, for context, for those that are listening to this, this is like a two-year-old video, basically. Okay, so, from her. Hello, I just thought I'd comment some things that I forgot to mention, have been getting questions or comments about. I majored in security risk analysis, which is a combination of computer science and government intelligence. I graduated in four years and have been working my whole life. I had two jobs in high school, and at one point in college, I had three jobs. And I'm currently a full-time employee, so for all those pesky, you got a lot of time on your hand, you have no work ethic, comments, there's that. Also, for anyone wondering how on earth I can afford traveling, I'm an extreme minimalist and I and spend a little to no money on a day-to-day -day basis, 
not even an exaggeration. My most recent videos of me in Asia, which I spent a month traveling, cost less than $2,000 total, including travel, lodging, food, and excursions. I saved so much for that trip. It was my grad gift to myself, and I'm sorry that I'm not willing to die unhappy without any life experiences due to debt. Also, my weekend trip to New York in one of my most recent videos literally cost me a $75 flight, and I have people to stay with in New York. Despite this video opening up about the one mistake I made by going to college, I'm actually very cautious about how I spend my money. So I would appreciate refraining from ignorant types of comments. Finally, thank you so much to everyone who has left words of kindness, encouragement, and advice. It has been heartwarming to see the compassion I've been given by those who have reached out to their voice, or reached out to voice their understanding of my situation. The debt crisis is crippling for so many of us, but some way, somehow, we'll make it out of this. Have an amazing day, and know that you are not in this alone. So... I thought that was an okay comment, kind of like breaking down the situation, but the reality is, this is kind of what I said in like the, near the ending of that video, in terms of what I was worried about, right? I was worried that she just wasn't really going to take this seriously, right? So, hold on, does she reply to anyone... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Dear Lord, I danced to pay off my student loan debt at 34, but in the process, I got kidnapped and trafficked and had to get months of trauma care. I went for computer science and math, and schools are charging way too much. It's crooked how much they are charging. I'm sorry, this government is horrible. Our own government is kidnapping and trafficking people. Like Jeffrey Epstein, there are pimps and traffickers throughout the United States that use the police in our own felony warrant system to kidnap vulnerable travelers who are alone and displaced. Dear Lord. What the heck? I am not going to read all that, but oh my God. I was not expecting to stumbling on like a freaking comment like that. Jesus Christ. Let's see anything else. And, uh, uh, nah, okay, okay. Not really any. Oh, actually, no, hold on. Uh,. Nah, okay. So yeah, here's the thing. For anyone in this situation or a similar situation or know someone in this situation, you just need to follow a very simple plan and stick to it and do it, right? And you you have to do it in a factual way and not in a emotional way. Now, this is the reality though, right? You need a big enough why as to why you want to get out of debt otherwise you're not going to stick with it because it's actually very simple but it's actually hard to do right you could go to 41box.com 
and learn how to get out of debt, right? But the reality, right, is that you have to figure out what is a big enough reason for you to actually get out of debt, right? And the reason why I say that is because it is the debt problem, a debt problem is very similar to a weight problem, right? If you want to lose weight, you can. You know what to do. Like, you know what to do to lose weight. But you're not going to do it unless you have a big enough reason why you want to lose weight. And that's the reality of the death situation, right? You got to figure out what is it that's actually going to motivate you every single day, long term, to actually work on getting rid of your debt. And that's something that you got to really ask yourself, right? So again, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 If you want more like personal help with getting out of debt, go to 40 Feel free to contact us, contact us with your own debt story or personal finance story. I think that'd be a pretty cool future episode. And feel free to give your thoughts about this because this was a little bit hard to see because the whole time you could see her really trying to not cry and she failed at that near the end where she just started bawling, which, you know, is understandable. So we'll see you in future episodes. Stay tuned for more. Jeez. Learn to get out of debt and manage your money at 40inbox.com.